never was. Yes, yes. Well, remember that idea. Um, one of those little pamphlets you can get when you go see Ramana Maharshi where he lived. You're not going to go see Ramana Maharshi, but if you go to where he lived uh, at his at the ashram, they had these little booklets, and so one of them I had, I got there, and that talk he's talking once again. People are asking him about is there free will or is there predetermination or is there's predetermination with free will in it or whatever. And he said, truly the only value those questions have is to ask who has those questions, yes? So it's always the real pointer is that which is before. So the question isn't uh, really the value isn't getting an answer, but pointing out who's the questioner, yes? So why is it so important? Because the sense of ownership or nowness or being the one is so familiar. We've been wearing it like a, an old you know, jacket or something. It's very, very familiar. And it uh, it doesn't really need much to reinforce itself because it's, it's such a hab habitual groove, and uh, and even if you get through the first, let's say, uh, interview, it's the second interview may catch you, which is the the thief and the policeman, yeah. And like we were speaking to Irene the other day about uh, what does that mean? The idea of thief and policeman. I don't know what he meant, obviously, Raman Maharshi, when I, but he, he used it in, in his teachings. A lot of people who wrote about him put this in. Uh, but the way I saw it, when I, it was described, is like you're sending the culprit to uh, apprehend the thief, yeah? But you're thinking the culprit is the policeman. So, but basically, they're both of the same uh, family, so to speak. And how I felt it was when I was uh, growing up, uh, you know, fiction-wise, <laughs> uh, I remember when I was about 11 or 12, uh, a pretty girl said hello to me in the hallway at school. And I went home and wondered what she meant by it for about five hours, yeah? And uh, I was living under the policeman at a very early age. And it was driving me freaking crazy. And the only way I could have any fun was to get bad, so to speak. And that, the, the doorway to, to all the permission I would get through the doorway of bad, I entered through getting loaded, yeah, drinking and doing drugs. And then uh, when I drank, and I didn't care, you know, what my batting average was in Little League. And uh, when I'd be up there at the plate, someone would get up in the stands and I would take it personally. I thought they were leaving the game because I was up at the plate. It was just, uh, it was an unbearability. So I decided, I didn't decide, there was a leaning to another possibility. And then the thief sort of appeared. And I went on, you know, that became the director of the life or actually the narrator. Uh, it's like a GPS with a narration. It's not just 
turn left, but uh, if you don't turn left, you're an idiot type of thing. You know, it has, it has, it gives direction and narrates. And so the thieves was a long period, uh, but uh, there was some relief I could never find as the, with the policeman running the show. Yeah. And it seemed to be worth it for a long time. I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow, not to feel the policeman uh, today, so to speak. Yeah. And then I got a, hey, it, that took its course and I ended up uh, getting sober and a new regime entered and the, th the thief was put to, was put, you know, it was uh, put in like suspended animation. It had been in a prison for two years, but when I left, it broke out and took over the show. And then I went on a 10 month run and I washed up into recovery. And from there, uh, the thief was pretty much subdued, so to speak. And then the policeman took over once again. Ay, ay, ay. And now, this idea of having to be perfect when I never had that when I was the thief, seemingly. When the thief was leading the show, perfection, there wasn't that demand. It was just basically irresponsibility completely. Yeah. I didn't have to go to any family gatherings because they didn't want me there because I'd get drunk or something. So it was working really well. Now the policeman's back on. And for the first four years or so of my probation, you know, my sobriety was like probation. I mean, I couldn't take a shit or get off the pot. It was just everything was observed and gone over. And it was, thank God, there was a solution to the policeman, which wasn't drinking and using. Yeah. There was another solution. And uh, which is... Uh, they call it a spiritual condition, but let's just, I think you are a spiritual condition in a way, but it's a recognition that the thief and the policeman are from the same origin, which is the mental activity, yeah? And now you find a new direction from something, it's gonna direct the mental, but it's not of the mental, yeah? It's not a distant cousin of the policeman or rehab thief, it's not, it's neither of those. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> but at the first I hadn't found that yet. So I was back on the policeman with the policeman for four or five years. And then something occurred and there was a losing of interest in self, which meant I lost interest in the idea of being the thief and the policeman. Yeah. And then something happened, uh, I guess recovery wasn't enough. I was introduced to non-duality. I thought maybe I needed a, something something more in a sense or less. And then in the non-duality, uh, the recognition of self as foreign, I had already with recovery, but now there was no self ever. Yeah, it was wild. And uh, so, it was, I would, I li started living as an action figure free from the policeman and the thief, which was incredible. Really was and incredible. It was like, it says in recovery, you're placed in a position of neutrality. 
That's sort of what it was like. With no thought or effort on your part. That was exactly the correct description. Yeah. I had no idea. How am I going to produce something? I have no idea what it would be. Yeah. There's no way. I had no idea what it would be like to be free from both, let's say. Yeah. I had the idea of what it would be free from one. It would have a large, like, pressurized effect of the other becoming like a weather front just looming over and then once the thief would be submerged the policeman would show back would show up oh man <laughs> uh, but the non-duality uh mm. It wasn't like getting, it was an unsuspected inner resource in a sense. And the action figure is in complete unsuspicion. Uns, uh, it's unsuspected because the action figure is sort of directed quite a lot by a thought system. And the thought system is myopic. It's failed. It has its ceiling. Yeah. It can't think itself out of the thinker. Yeah. It can't do itself out of the doer. It can't, uh, it just, it can't, it, it can't imagine its own absence without it being there to experience it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, uh, and the non-duality didn't go directly at anything. It just brought a, a possibility that what was understood was completely misunderstood, yeah? Wow. Yeah. And that that misunderstanding wasn't going to re be replaced with an understanding. It would be substituted with a new understanding, but it would lead to vision. Yeah. So what what uh, the new basis would be awareness, not trying to be conscious of it or or. Because then the policeman could have a field day with you being conscious or unconscious of awareness. It really it could. No, it was just awareness, yeah, is the basis, yeah? And then there's uh, something going on called consciousness, which is in allowing a contact to occur with the dreaming. And there you go, yeah? But the context which the content, content can never, never grasp, the context is what we are. So all the while I was trying to learn as or with or by uh, the mental condition, I now started to have an understanding of the mental condition from some other condition, yeah? And I saw it as a failed system and I was convinced of that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to give it a break. No, it was clear that I was not managerial quality. Yeah. And <laughs> it was clear that uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of things, really. So here we are, you know. Did I plan ever to do anything like this? No. All I wanted was relief, really. I wanted relief from like an unscratchable itch. It just was like, and I realized 
when I when I scratched it, it opened it up even more. Yeah, I realized uh, in a sense I was my own worst enemy concerning this. Yeah, so non-duality was a very disarming message, and it still is. And I hope it gets presented that way here. It just put to rest a lot of stuff, and it's became the last answer in this life so far, which is an incredible answer because it takes away the need for any other answer concerning this topic, yes? I have not gotten bored with non-duality. I'm not trying to jazz it up or extreme, extremize it or radical or synthesize it with something else. I got to do some breathing exercise with it, throw some yoga, some tantra, whatever. No, it's just like cod. Just here you go. Yeah, cod could be <laughs> the basis of a very nutritious uh, diet. Just cod. You can grill it. You can bake it. You know, bread it, whatever. But it's cod nonetheless. So, um, yeah, it's just been a bare bone event. And the funny thing. It's been much more about subtraction than addition. Yeah, it's much, much more about streamlining because a lot of the things I still thought had value, uh, you know, life, if you want to call it love, confronted me and demanded itself of me because I was holding things back as if they were mine. And it was, it was, uh, it was just best to surrender. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to get this message. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You don't have to understand. If you understand, it's probably off, really. <laughs> That's a good indication. You haven't gotten it. <laughs> it's about... Uh, being happy about the futility of trying to grasp something you can't understand, trying to get something. You're not in the realm of experience concerning being. It's not about experience. It's going to influence every experience, but it's not an experience. Yeah? It's much more of a basis. It's much more profoundly contextual than an experience. Yeah, And... Uh, it's almost as if you meet a complete alien, really. It doesn't, it, its idea or how it may see a compassionate move isn't how you would think compassion is, yeah? It may withhold information for someone for their betterment instead of constantly pouring information into them, knowing it's only making more confusion, yes? How many people go to tons of different people to hear the same message? If it's the same message, I mean, obviously the point is the same, but the messages are different. But how many? Yeah, in the past, we were probably lucky if you ran into one person. Now you can go to see 20 of them by before seven o'clock tonight. You got probably have notices for every freaking Tom, Dick, and Harry. Notice, oh, a new, yeah, on and on. I mean, it's insane. Don't sometimes more is not better. Yeah. Really, it just gets you here have so much information, but there's no wisdom, really. 
It just, it's sort of like, you know, it's like that old story about, you know, having an old car and, you know, has a carburetor and stuff and you've had, you've had trouble with the car. So you're sort of somewhat prepared. You have some gas can in the back in the trunk. And so the car craps out once again. And you don't go into a huge conniption because it seems familiar. So you have your friend open up the hood, take the air filter off, and there's the carburetor. And you tell them, hey, just put a couple of drops of gas, and then you pump the gas, and then usually it fires up. If you pour more gas in it, you flood it, yeah? All it needs is a few drops. You pump it, and then the car. It's not about Oh, the carburetor isn't looking to drink gas. It's starting the car, yeah? It's the movement that gives it the value, yeah? The car is carring, yes? It does, you're not going to use that as a domicile, you're, hopefully. You're, it's driving, so you've done it. Yeah, you close the thing, you put it back in the trunk. If you keep pouring the gas, it floods it, yeah? You don't see it? In recovery, in non-duality, a little goes a long, long, long way. And conversely, a whole lot may go a lot of different ways and basically go nowhere. I'm not saying it is. I'm just putting out a shoe. If it fits, wear it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I used to joke to the, to the live meetings. I'd say I'm the only person who practices monogamy at this meeting. You're all fornicating with tons of people, teachers and shit like that. I'm the only monogamous person now. Not person, really. Yeah. It would be funny, but it was actually true in a way. So I don't know if more is, is better. Yeah, I don't. I don't. If you are the depths, I don't think you need an in-depth uh, thing. Yeah. If you are the depths, it may be, it may, you may not have to dive that deep, really, <laughs> yes. Like, look at the story of Nizagadatta Maharaj. I don't know it that well, but basically he was whatever he was, and he had a teacher like everyone in India, and he, he had faith in what the teacher said, and the teacher said, hey, you're it. And so he's, he had enough faith that it sort of caught, yeah? It caught and he started living as if that was true. And guess what? It is true. So it was a perfect marriage. He was living as if it was true. And it was true. Where most of us are living a lot of shit as if it's true and it ain't true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine? And it can seem to be true, doesn't it? For many of us, we've been living a life that isn't seemingly true, but it's appearing to be true. Could you imagine if that ability that to make things that aren't true appear to be true, could you imagine if it was married to what's actually true? Could you imagine if you heard the message that's actually true <laughs> and then you acted as if it was true? It could just galvanize in a second because it's true. Yeah, I mean, seriously. So supposedly he must, he had faith. I think we all do. Because what, but what is, what, but faith is making something that's not true seem to be true, obviously. So if that faith is put in what's true, I, you know, like Jesus says, um, you know, 
faith the size of a mustard seed, you know, can move a mountain, whatever. Yeah. And let, do we make mountains out of molehills? Yes. Does the head? Yes. Could you imagine if that power to make mountains out of molehills was laid at the foot of a mountain? Far, far out. Maybe you'd make something completely different, like emptiness. <laughs> Peace and satisfaction and contentment. With no thought or effort on your part. You'd have the great joy of observing it appearing in your life and the great joy of growing in assurance that it's always going to be there and then living as if that's true and it's going to fucking really work because it is true. Yeah. It's amazing how people here at these, it is amazing how people think it's so amazing because you know, it takes a lot of work to make shit out of nothing. It does. But if if that ability, which we're spending on whatever, it could be put in something that's actually true, who knows what length and depth it could go grow? Yeah, I feel uh, you may be living uh, with a peace that passeth your old understanding. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, it's not meritocracy. You didn't earn it. Yeah. You're not keeping up your your uh, dues. Yeah. No, it's not like an extortion racket. It's not like tithing with the hopes of getting a bigger thing back than what you tithe. No, it's freely offered, freely given, always available at all times, right where we are with no requirement necessary. It is the gateless gate, the open secret. Yeah. What tries to make it a secret? Not it, us, yes? We try to make something that's dog shit awareness ordinary, super exotic. Yeah. We have to have the right setting, the right clothing, the right people, maybe make sure it's not going to rain that week. And then, then... Then suddenly that power can appear in all of us. No, it's already here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. See, during the day, I think I lose a lot of stuff like keys. Yeah. The phone, especially the cell phone. And for a couple of hours, I feel I've lost it. I haven't lost it. It's been misplaced, but I feel I act as if it's lost. Yes. But inevitably, it's always found again. This doesn't happen with what's true. This is like the lady with the necklace. When she thought she lost it, it was still there. When she thought she found it, it had already been there and had never gone anywhere. This is what gets immediately corrected in you when you have that, that false anxiety that you've lost something. If it's truly always available at all times, it will break that fucking habit in you. It will. Yes? There'll be a knowing that you have a house, no matter if you're working in Siberia. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, 
You won't have to chant, I have a house. There'll be a knowledge that you will have a house. There's a knowledge of I am. Yeah. I don't mean a knowledge like with the dualistic, I forget, I remember, da, da, da. Or a knowledge of, I know everything I need to do in a certain situation. When you find yourself in a situation, you forgot everything you needed to do. No, that's not the kind of knowledge. This knowledge is a knowing before that knowledge, yeah? It's available, it's us, really. It's not a huge stretch. There doesn't need to be a leap of faith. There's been a leap of faith into this dreaming, yeah? When you lose faith, you'll see that faith that was put into something that didn't really, wasn't reliable for that faith will move. You won't have to direct it anywhere else. It will go back to source. Like Ramana said, with the whole idea of self-inquiry, he basically said, everything goes back to that because it never left that. So if you just go back, you're gonna, you're gonna bump into everywhere. <laughs> yeah, sooner or later, yeah. What's it supposed to do? Become a master of going, stepping back? No, it's the recognition of the everywhere. It's the recognition that the mental emperor has no clothes, even if it's in full regalia. That's the recognition. This is a fortified knowledge before the knowledge that you tend to lose or forget when most needed. This is not like that. It doesn't have to be remembered. It's just a feeling, a sense. It's in us, yeah? And I feel satsang can fortify it. I really can. Getting together on, under the, the umbrella of these same ideas over and over again has an effect. You may not be up to seeing it, but you're gonna be at the effect of it, yes? You're gonna travel differently. And you'll see, well, what did I do? I just didn't, I went, I didn't even understand a word this guy said. I looked around the other people, they, you know, whatever. And, but I got to admit, I feel better. Yeah. So, all right, Mike. Anu, how are you, Anu? I see you over there. I thought you were, you, you were going somewhere. Yes, I'm leaving uh, tomorrow morning um, for Japan for two weeks. Oh, wow. All right. And yeah. that knowing will be in Japan for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Japan does not have the magic elixir to make you forget the sense of being. It won't. Yeah. You can go to the highest mountain, Japan. It's not going to work. Yeah. That knowledge is, is pulsating and it's that unsuspected thing is now suspected, yes? In you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I'm happy to see you, Anu. I'm happy we, we're catching you before you go. Yeah, I'll come by and uh, look you up, Paul. You're gonna come by and look me up? After, I didn't know after, I moved to Japan, did I? After coming back, I'll come and visit. Oh, okay. What was that? I'm turning Japanese. I'm turning Japanese. I rather think so. I think I remember that song. <laughs> it's finally happened. 
far out. All right. Uh, I had a second of thought. Am I in Japan? Could be. Who knows? There's a Toyota outside. All right. Anyone? Uh, Mike, anybody else? Not yet. No. I'll jump in then. I was listening to one of your audios from 2016, and it was so freaking hilarious. It was, you were talking about when you were in the hospital after being run over and um, feeling like the life force in the body just ready to go out. And there's the <laughs> the small self like had regrouped and was chattering <laughs> It's like even when the bodies run over twice, <laughs> there yeah. that thing regrouped. But it wasn't in. The, it wasn't seemingly coming from the body, though. It was hovering in the hovering near the ceiling. Yes, hovering near the ceiling. Yeah, and then the way you described it was like this. This thing, you know, it's like it's like an all-terrain vehicle. It, it can crash over a <laughs> cliff. And then, boom, there it is again, <laughs> like, like a zombie. You, you break like an old uh, thermostat with the mercury. It all, and then it just, yes. just it's like that. It has that tendency. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, all these stories are just so helpful. It's like they just, uh, you know, pop up during the day for me. And yeah, there's just uh, just so much gratitude for hearing this message through your expression, Paul. It's just so hilarious. <laughs> so fun. Well, I'm happy that yeah. me getting run over twice. Has <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank yeah. you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why it happened. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, honey. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was uh yeah, that was a powerful thing because I really felt like I was almost the you know, the energy, the yeah. body was almost out. It was really flickering quite low. I'd never been that weak, so to speak, ever, you know. I had 28 years of living then. And then the thing was up in the corner, up in the like between the wall and the ceiling, talking to me you know, uh, not taking any credit or blame for what had happened, putting it on the poor action figure. And then, uh, but I also felt something else that's that spacious, silent thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, just hear it, like you said, hearing these stories over and over, it just, yeah, it's like the, wh whichever way it comes in, close or no close, it just really like you said, you start to see, oh, that's not me. That's just this. Yes. Therefore, yeah. And you don't have to proclaim what you are. Yeah. You because you're being it. It doesn't need, that would be redundant. That would be overdoing it. That would be way too much. You just see what you're not. And then there's a living going on. And uh, I mean, it has, it has, flavors over the years and uh yeah like you know you get the essence of blue and the essence of red and the essence of pink and purple it's you really get it a thick dye 
in mm. life, D-Y-E, yeah? Yeah, without any, you're not doing anything to, to promote it. You're just uh, awake to being awake. I mean, how hard is that, really? Yeah, you already are awake, but now you're awake to that instead of asleep to that. It's not a, there's not a huge, I mean, it's the effortless, what no path is the most effortless thing, isn't it? It doesn't even have a path. So the most effortless path is no path. Yeah. So, yeah. And if there needs to be a reminder, you know, you think you left, you plan on trying to get back, you arrive and it tells you on having never left. And so after a while you realize, and it doesn't mean that the trip stop. It's just the believing in the trips that you left and came back stop. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah, the, the head believes it's it's not in the moment. It believes it's disconnected. It believes there's got to be three requirements at least for me to be okay today. It has all that going on. It just doesn't have the breath it used to have. Yes? Yeah. You're not breathing into it. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. breath is going somewhere else than into that. Yes? And uh, yeah. Then it becomes a source of comedy. It's freaking hilarious, uh, really, a lot of the time. How important yeah. it takes itself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And I see people walking by and, uh, you know, to them, they're the most important thing in the world. Yeah, there's mm. billions of that event happening right now. Mm. Everyone's walking around thinking <laughs> the center of the universe on some level. I'll just talk about America, America pretty much, yeah? And uh, not seeing, and then thinking that's like uh, an objective starting point. It's no, it's sort of, there's so much interest funneled in that direction. There needs to be a loss of interest. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, you've learned that which uh, you're not, can't lose interest in itself. Yeah. You have there's gotta be a loss of interest in it. It cannot lose interest in itself. It trying to lose interest is interest in itself. Yeah. 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 So you learn these. So these understandings of non-duality bring it into light, stark contrast, the misunderstandings. And the misunderstanding is I'm gonna take a two-year course. Uh, about self to lose interest in self, which is more interest in self. Yeah, that's yeah. what you see. So you see the flaw, F-L-A-W, of your understanding, not your, the understanding that is uh, is the basis of the uh, GPS, yeah? <laughs> and you see it sticks out like a sore thumb. Unbelievable. You recognize... Uh, <laughs> You recognize a lot. Most of the awakenings are rude awakenings, really. Just a rude awakening. You're like, what? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like so, checkmate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so what used to bring about a futility is a hallelujah. You're just, uh, uh, because the system, given any, well, if you have distance from it or you give it enough rope, you're going to see the same thing. It's failed. Yes. The easier, softer way is to see it from a distance instead of having to be at the effect of its constant failing. 
yeah? yeah, you now see it as failed. Right. Yeah. Instead of having to live the failure over and over and over and over again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So now you see it from not from it, thank God, because that's the only thing. Because seeing it from it, it's going to make excuses and rationale and blame others for the failing. It's very, very rarely going to really. Yeah, which just it keeps it spinning. Yeah. Yeah. It can't come to its day of reckoning. The programming won't let it. It just keeps, uh, you know, like in AA, we say the greatest delusion is confronted with tons of ev evidence that you're not managerial quality. It will say, well, all I need to do is manage better. <laughs> no, it's been proven that you can't manage better. But it does. It has this delusionary hope that if I only do it, just like when people listen to other people who practice twenty five years and they tell they made a big statement, nothing happened. You still think something's going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. You think you're gonna. You're not like them, and therefore, what you're gonna do is gonna produce the effect that what they did did not produce. This is just <laughs> fucking. Delusionary, yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you learn, like some a friend, Dono, that came here and he said uh, he didn't know should he shouldn't go to a Vipassana retreat. So he went to a Vipassana retreat to find out he didn't need to go to a Vipassana retreat. Yeah. I love that's what you say. That's some, sometimes how it works. All right, great. Yeah. Now he's clear about, he got clear by going to the retreat that he doesn't need to go to the retreat far out yeah. yeah yeah like you you've said many times everything has value the value of it is it shows you it's failed yeah exactly yeah. exactly i'm not saying it's failed for everyone but if it's failed for you it would be important to notice it yeah. because if you keep doing the same thing expecting different results that's the you know the workable definition of insanity yes <laughs> yeah so yeah so maybe what you believe you need to do to bring about, obviously, that's a misunderstanding about what we are, because we're being it. We're not bringing it about by doing something. We're being it. Yeah. Now, so this is why what brings this into stark contrast, the misunderstandings are the understandings of non-duality. That's the beauty of the message. Yeah. Because those misunderstandings will hide quite well, yes? But somehow or another, non-duality brings a certain light on the, on the topic that brings things that can sort of live in the weeds out. You know, you, it like highlights them and you can really see it. And mm -hmm. then there it is in all its glory of failure being incredibly valuable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Thanks, honey. Nice oh, to see thank you. Thank you. You got Irene with her hand up, waiting patiently. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're so sweet, Zoe. <laughs> All right. Irene. Uh, I really enjoyed Zoe's sharing about that tape of yours, which I haven't heard a lot about that experience, just from what being relatively new to the group. But Paul, I wanted to ask you, in that experience, would you in this moment say there was some decision, some conscious or decision by awareness to stay in this as this action, action figure? Was it 
Like, I don't oh, know the whole yeah. story. I don't know if it was, uh, that was brought up a lot over time. The should I get go or should I stay? Yeah. Energetic uh, situation, yes. Okay. That was one of the starting points of that, but it, that, that, uh, energetically that was available a lot over the years. Yeah. Should I stay or should I go? In that experience that Zoe shared about when you were in the hospital and awareness or consciousness where something up near the wall, something separate from, it sounds like the body that you had been contained by. Um, I was wondering if in that you choose some awareness chose to have this action figure called Paul survive this big trauma. And you, so do you feel like there was some choice in that moment of being very hurt and choosing to stay or? I don't see it that way. Mm. And I can feel, I can feel about it a lot of ways. That doesn't yeah. mean what it is. Okay. You know? No, it was just, uh, you know, think life happens, things happen. And again, like we were talking with Zoe, uh, how you see it is going to bring a value to it. Yeah. At that point, I wasn't seeing it with much value. But in, in hindsight, over the years, a lot was revealed during those days that took a long time to, to uh, pop, you know. You know what I mean? Things were planted or things occurred that didn't uh, come to fruition in this life till way later. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm here, so. Great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the reason I ask sometimes in that moment of awareness, there's some choice to go or stay. Uh, I'm not a believer in choice. Mm. I, I'm not, that I don't believe in really. I believe things happen. And then after the fact, the way some of us will see it is through the lens of choice. But I don't, mm. I don't believe, uh, I'm not a real believer in choice. I'm not against it or for it. I feel it's a, a feeling, a sense. I don't believe there's a, I don't know if it, I don't believe it's true, so. Would, would you consider choice to be a perception of selfing? I would know, but it's used to imply a self, mm -hmm. the idea of right. choice. Because right. without choice, whose life would it be anyway? And uh, something that doesn't live has to have a life. And so this is how self, self seems to be alive by having a life. We provide that event. Yeah. So the idea of free will is very important uh, to have a sense of ownership of a life, because whose life would it be anyway if you're not the doer or the chooser? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I feel selfing uh, gets a lot of oomph from this topic of choice and everything. But I don't, I, uh, it, 
let's say if you think you're far away from something, then uh, and then things have a meaning, like the idea of choice could be a stumbling block, yes? But if you're before all that, it doesn't matter. Choice is an interesting topic, and but it doesn't, I don't care <laughs> if there's choice or not. I don't think it's as, as uh, I don't think it's important, really. I, I don't, because what's going to happen is going to happen anyway. You can think you choose it or you, it doesn't matter. So That's true. And mm -hmm. so, but if you feel like you're somewhere else to begin with, which would be self, selfing, then these things like choice or free will, predetermination seem to become obstacles of arriving somewhere. Yes? Right. But see, if you're not that self, your, your condition is based on having never left. So they don't have that as much importance as if you were thinking or you were hoping to arrive somewhere. Because then these big, you know, debated things seem to have a lot of obstacle uh, possibility. They're, they're an obstacle for me realizing. I don't believe that at all. It's sort of like the, the idea of getting, you know, getting, laying down and catching some rays on a sunny day and a cloud, because you're here, a cloud can, inf can become an obstacle from that event because it could block the sun, yeah? But as an example, if you're on the sun side, you still see the cloud, but it doesn't have the ability to block you from the sun, yeah? So the meaning of these big debates in, in spirituality, I have no interest in because I much rather just be on the sun side, yeah? Mm -hmm. I'm not you. looking at if this happened, it would have been an obstacle. And if this happened, it sped something up. It may look like that, but when all is said and done, uh, nothing's happened really. When it comes to reality, nothing has happened. This is dreaming, like dreaming, like it appears to be so, but the, at the end of the day, or even when you go to sleep, at the end of this day, it's going to disappear completely. You're going to be out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so, yeah. But whatever way something... Yeah, I love... Uh, If you need glasses, that's great. Just wear the glasses that work. So, yeah. 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 If you believe, I feel like you're a lovely, love, lovely character, Irene, already. So there's, uh, yeah, I just feel it. So <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. You thinking about choice is as beautiful if you weren't thinking about choice. Yes. That's how I feel. So. And whatever works for you, remember that's its value because it's not going to be you. It may work for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Sooner or later, all of that stuff drops without, it's like the skin that was very uh, important just sheds. Yeah. It just sheds. And now it's not important anymore. Yeah. Yes. We have, I'm in AA, Recovery AA, and a very important topic is what is 
God's will and what is self's will. I have no interest in that topic at all. When I go to a meeting and there it is again, God's <laughs> me, I just don't care. You know what I mean? I don't. Now, before I probably did, when I thought of other things as being true, yes? But now I'm not thinking of, of these other things to be true. So a lot of the importance that used to be uh, distributed from that is now being distributed from some, somewhere else, yeah? So I've lost interest in a lot of topics, literally. Yeah, a lot. And so, uh, yeah, I just, the importance of, if there's a need for relief, don't you feel the source of that relief, uh, the most efficient it could be would be the immediacy of its uh, uh, being available? Well, something that's always here at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary, sort of fits the bill, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so after a while, uh, there's getting relief and then there's relief, yeah? And some of the relief is being relieved of the need of getting relief, <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I hate to say it in a weird way, but a lot of people call me up. I don't call anyone else up. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not calling people up. Yeah. Asking for help and stuff. Trying to seek relief. I feel it's not, it has nothing to do with Paul. It's just like I have no, I feel a relief prior to the need to get relief in a lot of cases. And the relief I need to get now is like trying to fix something that I don't know how to fix. Yeah. So like it just happened to before the talk, I was out there doing something like uh, an old speed freak, which I wasn't, you know, obsessing off of getting these stickers off of the paint of a thing. And a guy came by, one of my neighbors said, hey, I got a heat gun and get some uh, turpentine, whatever. I said, no, I like to, I'm, I'm, I'm like speed freaking, you know, just to do. And he came over. I, all right, I took the heat gun and I did it all much faster. But I was, you know, <laughs> you know I wasn't, I didn't want to, I didn't have to speed the relief up. I wasn't going anywhere to have to get this done very quickly. I was just hanging. So mm -hmm. fucking let me pick out a decal on a, on a, you know, the paint of a car. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm an important person. I have to get ready for some important things. <laughs> it's just, it was like, I almost forgot the meeting, really. I got, I remembered at 10 to 7. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome, Irene. I'm so happy that you're here. I am. I can say that pretty much for everyone. I don't know. I'd have to look at <laughs> it. But I'd say the majority. I'm very, 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 very happy that yeah. we're all here today. Yes. So and I agree very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I like that story. It wasn't about Paul. It was about the neighbor wanting to be of help. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Paul cool. first refused to help. And then yeah. I just 
<laughs> because uh, <laughs> my thumbnails were getting sore. <laughs> but uh, it was great. Uh, I felt so much uh, self-esteem when I, the, the decal, I actually uh, made a canal and split the one decal into two pieces and I I had progress. <laughs> it was very rewarding. <laughs> we want to get your rewards from Esther now? Oh yeah, anyway, come on. Hi Esther. Bring him, bring him on. She, she took her eye mask off, she's ready. An eye mask. Sleep mask. Oh, a sleep mask. Yeah. yeah. It's so that the melatonin that doesn't produce well in my brain is encouraged. Hmm. Oh, good. When when I when any kind of light hits the eyelids and you're having difficulty with your melatonin levels, it makes it very challenging. Yeah, it's good to have it dark. Yes. I learned that from the Rumpa School. Hmm. Um, What's going on, Esther? What's so, um, miracles are happening daily, moment to moment. Um, and uh, what I'm discover what what's being discovered is that the experiences uh, of these miracles are not. Uh, being the miracles aren't being brought on by doing a mantra of the lesson of the day from the Course in Miracles and thinking lofty thoughts, meaning those lessons only repeated in the mind to have an experience of uh, consistent peace. It's just happening because the message from uh, non-duality that you so nicely present is actually being lived. Um, and I can express um, uh, kind of spontaneously have real thoughts spit out when I'm being communicated to with Alan with uh, his ideas. There's a discernment that's so sharp like a razor that I don't put up, I, I don't even catch the bullshit. I just respond to it as if it was bullshit without even realizing anything's going on. And it's the coolest experience in the world. And it all started because I listened to a Rampa event from February of this year on audio. And he was explaining that the um, when Eve was presented with the option to eat from the apple and she shared it with Adam, it was a moment of creative thought uh, that God kind of hadn't expected in his offering of free will to us humans. Um, and just hearing that idea like that and the power of the woman uh, and the connection that she has with her, with her children, um, I realized that if my mother passes, I, I actually experienced as if she had passed and I became aware that I'll never lose that love. And I was thinking that the tactile touch, the ability for her to touch my body with her hands 
would be the only way that I could experience that intense love that a woman has for her child. And with his presentation of that February event, it was clear that that was an illusion in my mind. And I was able to see today, my mother actually presented to me in real time, and I was able to discern this, a hallucination. She got angry at me for something that she thought I said, and that she thought she heard me offer her in the afternoon when I told her in reality, I hadn't spoken to her since 1030. And she said that I talked to her at one in the afternoon. And she healed herself from tumors in her uterus when I was a teenager through food and diet and spiritual practices. And I told her primary care physician that I go to, to please present to her that she can heal herself of dementia, Alzheimer's, any kind of mental disturbances that, that are popping up right now for her, just the way she healed the tumors with her will. And that's what I'm presenting to her. And you help me be able to discern between the real and the unreal and to stay steadfast in that discernment without being faltered by what appears to be a mood from someone else. I paid it forward to a woman in the supermarket, gave her $40 so that she could do a Western Union to her daughter in another state because she didn't have the ability to do all cash or all card. And this woman came up to me afterwards and she said, oh, I saw you help this woman. Did you help this woman? I told her, you know, that's private. But yes, there was a pay it forward moment. And she pointed out that her experience of paying it forward was people weren't accepting her offers to pay her their groceries out of pride. And that her mother had told her not to take heed about the response that's give, being given when she wants to pay it forward, just continue to be her, her natural pay it forward self. And I was able to affirm that for her from my experience and um, the teachings I received from, from A Course in Miracles. And so it's just been a really intense, oh, and then my psychiatrist tells me he's gonna retire, but that he'll always help me with paperwork and medication refills. And I'm like, if I hadn't asked to see him in person, I would have never known until it was way too intense to know. Hmm. Well, good, Esther. So now you can go to, go to bed soon, eh? I just took a nap. I wanted to be here. Oh, good, good. Well, I know this, not knowing it, but no, hearing from it, I, it helps people go to sleep. So that's great. Yeah. So nice to see you, Esther. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for everything. Yeah, you're welcome. And, right. and I really wish that Miranda would stay in touch. I miss our talks of The Course in Miracles. We really jammed. Yeah, well, we'll see, you know, you can chat to a, a Miranda when she's here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mike, anyone next? Thanks, Esther. Thanks. Uh, I know their hands showing. Um, still no hands showing. Robert French is here. Nice to see Robert. Hi, Paul. Nice to see Good you, to Robert. We got John Mandarano. Nice to see you, John. I can only see your forehead. 
<laughs> but oh. that's enough. All right. There we go. I know there's a lot of it. Yeah, it's nice to, <laughs> nice to see you, Paul. We got Emma, we got Emerson in Long Beach. We got Shannon Fulker. I like this. Greg Shanderup, Minneapolis. I'm just saying hello to everyone. We're not going yet. I'm just until we have just feel like saying hello to people. Grateful Dave. Kathleen, there she is. Keeping an eye on the Zen Bitch Slap event page. Yes. Remember, there's gonna be a Zoom on Saturday, but we're we're not gonna we're having a live meeting up in Auburn, California, not where I live. So there's no live meeting in Marin City, but it's up in Auburn. I'm going to see Gary Clark and some other, I think Richard H is here. I'll see him up there. So we got uh, Mia. She's, she's subdued in Australia somewhere down under Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, we're eating your chocolate. I just had some earlier. Thank you. We got a new going to Japan for two weeks. Yeah. There she is. Uh, I can't see. Miss Harris is here. I've had the uh, great, great privilege of seeing her live. Irene, thank you. Craig May, yes. Sweeping up that little uh, May corner there. Craig May corner, yeah. Sherry, San Diego. Uh, Clay and Burrett, yes. Long-time listeners, always a pleasure to see you. Uh, let's see, we've got Emerson in Long Beach. I think I said hello already. Bill Churchman. This is like the, the, the aircraft carriers of Lazy Boys. Bill Churchman and Kathleen. I mean, only on the East Coast in America do you see this size. They're very, they're not... Uh, you don't see them in California much, but those, those are like true, true examples of East Coast relaxation. Yeah, the lazy boy with the places to put the beer and shit. The remote has its own pocket. Yeah, yeah. It's life at Camp Churchman, Paul. <laughs> yes, life at Camp Churchman. That's what yeah. it is here. Yeah, life going at Camp Churchman. I think you're ready. You're ready for the forever lazy uh, adult onesie. <laughs> I can lend it to you. I have. Oh, yeah. Remember, Mike? We had the adult onesie. Yeah. They, they, I have an um an observation, Paul. Oh, you I do. Think, I think so. Right. I've noticed. You know, you were talking about people listening to all different teachers and go and do this and that and I haven't done much of that at all um it shows what that's good what I've noticed is that these really well-respected teachers um and talks that we follow here at Camp Churchman you know we're very picky and um it seems to me at this point that everybody's that I've listened to is saying the same thing that you're saying. It sounds to me that every message is 
the only problem is a belief in separation. Well, no, the belief in separation isn't the problem. It's the one who thinks they believe in separation. Yeah. Or let's say the belief in separation has given birth to an idea that there's a you that's separate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because all day the action figure, its whole basis of programming is uh, accounting uh, of its environment as being real. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and yet there can be a freedom, even though that action figure programming has it as if it's real. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that the sense of the singularity, the one who is separate is really the key. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. So you can, you are free, even with the sense of separation going on. Yeah. The, the inherent fact is you're free. Yeah. Now you can seem to be, or you can seem not to be, but it doesn't change the fact. Yeah. Isn't that good news? Yes. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, because most people believe, they probably believe separation would have been great, but it caused a lot of trouble. And now they have a lot of guilt and shame and they feel like weighed down because they feel they're responsible for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in this case, there's a freedom from recognizing that uh, asleep or awake to it doesn't change the fact that all there is is awakeness. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, what's, what, you know, like an uncaused effect of believing harm has been done. Yes. We run into this in recovery. Yeah. Because in recovery, part of the program recovery is to make amends. Yeah. To people who you have hurt or harmed or whatever in life. And a lot of times, one of the biggest surprises is what you thought was a big deal in that person's life. They don't even remember. Yeah because you thought it was such a big deal because you had done it to them, but they didn't see it. They, they, didn't even, they didn't even know what you were talking about when you traveled 800 miles, you made a big to-do, I've got to make this amend on my life will never, and they don't even remember what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> this is what this, the sense of separation is really afraid of is, not being relevant, yes? Yeah. The separation has to look like it did a lot of shit to make it seem so important, yeah? Yes, yeah. If there's forgiveness before any action, if it's truly atonement, yes, then all of these deep scars that you etched in someone's life, yeah? They're all like appearances on an Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah. They not, no, there's no lasting mark. Like we used to use the sky as an example, you know? The July 4th explosions do not cut open the sky. J 
giant explosions happen. Flocks of birds fly in it. Yeah. Tons of things happen, yet none of it has an effect on the sky. Yes. That is us. Yeah. And you know what? When you think we think we're so meaningful, just look down. And after 10 seconds, you'll probably see some bug or ants. Yeah. And just feel like, how unimportant they were until you took a second to look. That's basically how unimportant we are all the time. <laughs> we're not leaving scars on the sky. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, seriously, we're, we aren't that important. Yes. Which is shown regularly, isn't it? If it's basically, you know, no one who's driving by you quickly on the highway is taking you to be very important. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so this is dreaming, dreaming, meaning being splashed all over. Yeah. Tons of meaning. Thinking it's like opaque, real blue thrown on the wall, real purple, real this, real that, real this. So that all of that giving reality at this place, giving it a meaning, we get a meaning, yeah? Yeah. I just love looking down and looking at the bugs. I do, because I swear, it would be so easy that something's doing that about us. <laughs> You know what I mean? What they used to talk about that with the aliens. The aliens would like, you know what I mean? We're like, the aliens are going to come and destroy our planet because we're such a, we're making such a mess. No, we're fucking doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what gets everyone. You, know, you ever have someone that, I don't want to go into it anymore. I said enough, but yeah, there you go, Kathy. Yeah. All right, Mike. I and Esther's waving. I'm not sure you're going to say something. Drowning, not waving. Waving. Yes. Not yes. Dr. Paul, what happens to me, and I discovered this in this February uh, hospitalization, uh, that the what comes up all along throughout my history is the wrongs that were perceived to have been uh, done towards me and my family from the beginning of time that I can remember. Uh, there's a vengeance, uh, seems like a form of requirement for vengeance uh, that's built in so deep that it runs me to the ground to achieve the vengeance. Or And now I'm not even achieving the vengeance and I'm still like the, the um, outmatched character is just, doing the 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 movements towards uh what do you call it um amending the wrongs just is naturally mis miraculously being attracted to the right people the right phone numbers to achieve that right of the wrong as if there were such a thing as right and wrong and um it's the strangest thing but that's what's going on do you have any comment no no. 
Sometimes to arrive at where you already are, it, you go through forgiveness to arrive at atonement. Do you have to go through forgiveness to arrive at atonement? No, but a lot of times it has, it, that's how it's going to look. So yeah, make the amends. Uh, in AA, we talk about resentment or revenge. It's sort of like, it's like taking poison to hurt another person. <laughs> so you take the poison to hurt the other person. Yeah. But it's not done to hurt the other person. It's to alleviate their inner inner guilt for what they did to me. No, I was just talking about a resentment or stuff. The, the revenge. Oh, resentment is inner poison. That's the nature of it. Is uh, a luxury many of us can't afford. Well, it was so hidden that it was driving me mad. And now it isn't? No, it's not. It's released in a very natural, as it's the reverse of what you're saying, the 12 steps recommends to go to people that you wronged. Well, it's the reverse that's happening. I'm going to the people that wronged me so that they can uh, amend their wrong to me. <laughs> uh, all right. It's interesting. However it works is fine, I guess. Yeah. Kathleen, I wanted to do your ACIM group. Hey, uh, Esther, I'm going to go to the next person. Yeah, there was Greg. Greg had his hand up, and now he just got up from his seat. Greg's hand up was for a long time. Come back, Greg. What was your question? Oh, Kerry's running it now. Me. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> wow, uh, interesting group tonight. So are you my imaginary friends, and I'm imagining that I'm sick? I mean, I, I, it's interesting how uh, sometimes during the day, I have no thought of being ill, right? But uh, then all of a sudden I start noticing the body and I'm knowing I'm not in the state that I'd like to be in, but I don't even know what that is. I don't know, like the doctor will say, um, what would you like to accomplish here? And I have no idea. I know, I know what it's not, because I'm in the effects of it now, of what it's not. I know it's something different than what it is now, but I got a little taste of it. Um, uh, yeah, so so that must be the ego or the or the selfing, trying to hurry it up or try to tell me I'm doing something wrong or I'm not doing enough or, um, and and actually I don't want more. I don't want. I don't want more to do i don't want more to read i don't you know i don't want more amends to make you know yeah. uh just the less i have to do the better and i i seem to enjoy my days so much better that way and i have people coming to me saying oh you got to read this book or oh you got to do these exercises i'm just going like, really um yeah, and some of them I've tried and I don't find any relief. I, it, it's more, it's, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't nice even know how to express what I really want to say. It's I just not what's going that. on. Yeah, and but you, you can see people's well-intentioned, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So I'm not, I'm not mad at him or anything like that, but it, it's it's um, it, it's not about others. It's 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 about what's going on between here, right? And and, and how, how my body feels. So uh, you, some of you guys know, and you know too, Paul. I've been suffering with being super tired. So the cancer supposedly is gone, but my body hasn't completely recovered. I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah, and, and another thing, I've been sick for so many. It's been almost two decades. I don't remember what it's like to be well, and so I look at I look at other people, and use that as kind of a template. You know, like someone that has a lot of energy or has higher spirits, and because I don't know what else to compare it to. Yeah, I had that with when I got re into recovery. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you basically uh, monkey see, monkey do in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Alan tells me that I have way more energy than he's ever seen anybody have, Greg. Stay in touch. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Well, I'm happy Greg and everyone else is here. And uh, I know this energy is is put to many different uses, you know, to uh, allow people to travel lighter. I have, I don't have a catalog of all the possibilities, how it can show up, but I have a strong faith in it. So yeah, been a very nice to see you, Greg, a lot more than I ever saw you before. Yeah. I didn't see you personally. So my, so that's I've great. And I've been listening to you on and off for about I don't know, 15, 16 years. Yes, I remember. I remember you getting and stuff. Yes. Sometimes so. I ask myself, what the hell am I doing here anyway? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, there's, you know, I don't know. Uh, Something's working. That's something's all. working. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is uh, to, put on, to put on the same amount of concern about something's that's not working and something that's working, there must, there should be a lot, well, not should be, but when something's working, uh, you know, the uh, the alarm system turns off, so to speak, yes? Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. questioning much about when things are working. <laughs> yeah, you're just going along with it. And I feel like you're following true guidance. And so just see what happens, bro, stick with it, eh? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I, I, I want to like do like what your sponsee here wants to do a four step like you did it. And I'm not going to get into all that, but just then I'm thinking like, there we go again, trying to do more to be what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm well, happy already. That's good to see, bro. Yeah. Good to see. Stand up, you know, uh, make a stand on what's true for you. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the that guidance doesn't speak, but it's very, very loud. And you put your foot down and stay there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not about your way is the only way, but your way is the way that is right now. Yeah, I don't think any, everyone's doing anything wrong. I just know what's right for me concerning certain topics yeah and i stick with it yeah and there's not much thought around it yeah and if something doesn't work 
I'll show up for that as much as if it's something works. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, anyone who's running it now? Kerry? <laughs> uh, he's welcome to. <laughs> Anybody's welcome to if you ever want to. Hey, Kerry. <laughs> well, let's can say I, goodbye. I'll, can I share something really quickly? Yes. Oh, good. Um, so last week, um, I got to be with someone I really value here who's an Aboriginal elder. And um, she does lots of work out in the outback with... Um, the community and um she noticed a change in me when when we hugged and saw each other last time i'd seen her prior to this she had me crying like a baby about something i had shared with her and this time she said to me there's been a spiritual shift in you and um anyway she was sharing how things were going with um her community um and uh and just some you know just we we shared this beautiful conversation that's probably only possible because of what i've learned here and um what was interesting was um just the words that were flowing talking about um things that are foreign and have taken hold of of her community the aboriginal community um and um and the approach of seeing it as foreign was very clear to her and um it was very very beautiful so thank you for that i don't think i'd ever been able to you know be in a position to to have that connection and 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 um understand something that i have no experience of whatsoever in, in in that way but in an in a self-centered way plenty of it plenty of it for sure so so that was that was a recognition of that and um i don't know if that makes sense but i just wanted to say thank you um and that was a beautiful beautiful share to to be able to have that exchange and and it, it kind of just stopped there actually um yeah, she she shared that 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 her people have been here for sixty thousand years, and I think that's where it starts for her. Yeah, great. Yeah, well, great, Mia. Thanks for the report from down under. Mm, it was amazing. No, no, I'm not allowed to use amazing. So forget that. I didn't use that. <laughs> keep uh, keep sending messages back from the uh, the outposts, people in all these different places. So. All right, well, let's say uh, if there's no more questions, let's uh, let's put a, a ribbon on it, as they say. All right, Mike, I'm going to say, hey, Mike, how are you doing? All, everything's all right? Yeah, and the, uh, the guest room is almost turned into a guest suite, so I hope you and Amelia can stay here if you make it for the Brookshire talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, we will. That would be a great, that would be great. Yeah, I don't know if Amelia will be coming because she's oh. going to Italy with the kids, but I'll be on my own, I think. Hmm. I can I can sleep in the closet. I know the suite was for Amelia, but the closet. No, no, no. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I'll please. take a picture and show it to you. All right. Please, <laughs> please tell Susan Jameson that you're coming. She lives in the Berkshires and she was the one that introduced me to you. And Vita or Vita? Vita, Vita, yeah. She introduced Susan to you. I know Vita, yes, yes. 
Susan well, Jameson in the sure if I'm going. It'll be uh but it'll be in late May, June if I And do. when are you coming to Doylestown? Alan and I want to see you. I don't know yet. I just haven't decided yet. I've been I've gotten very lazy be, with Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Rightfully so. No pants, no parking, nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me say good goodbye to everyone. Clay and Barrett. Yes. Now I'm seeing Clay. Nice to see you, bro. Uh, David from Down Under. Yes. Nice to see you, Dave. All's well. Yeah, good. Kerry in Hawaii. He's got some visitors there. John Mandarano. Susan Harris. There she is. Irene, thank you. Craig May. Always a pleasure, Craig. Mike, yep, Berkshires, yeah. D did you get that thing I sent you? That the video? oh yeah, I gotta see though. I um, spammed it because I didn't didn't know who that was. I'll see if I can unspam it. Yeah, I think it's just a download. It's uh, a yeah, no, I saw it, but I thought it was spam at first. So oh, no, right. no, it's for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm you may have me in spam. I don't know. Not but, uh, you, though, <laughs> because it came from her first. Oh, did it? Oh. Before you before you told me, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we, yeah, that's one of the talks in Mexico, so we put okay. it up. It's good. We got William S. William Stamps. Nice to see you, my friend. Anu, getting ready for Japan, and gave us the great pleasure of her dropping in to the little Zoom world. Nice to see you, Anu. Travel light. Marty, all's going well with the sound, the volume, the quality. You should be happy. We got uh, Raj Mahal. Thank you for your uh, donation, Raj. Greg, yours too, and and the donation of interest and attention. Emerson, Long Beach, Bill Churchman. Uh, yeah, at Churchman Camp for a higher learning. Yes, with Kathleen, the assistant professor. Zoe in Arkansas. Yeah. Grateful Dave, always a pleasure, Dave. Shannon Corkery, I just like saying that name, Shannon Corkery, wow. My mother's name was Mary Margaret McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, that's Shannon Corkery has the same sort of feel to me. We got Lynn D, Lynn D, Miss Amelia, ah, Susanna W. Susanna, I know you're not coming to the Marin City meeting, but don't come this Saturday because it's not going to happen. We're going to be up in Auburn. Uh, let's see, we have, but with the Zoom, we'll be on, Mike, one o'clock Zoom. Yes, Saturday. Uh, I think, I, oh, Susan K, Mandy, Lisa M, uh, John, Rob in Massachusetts. Uh, I think I've gotten everyone. And if I haven't, uh, you're, you're not forgotten. So thank you for that nice evening. And I hope, uh, yeah, I'll see you again soon. Tomorrow we have the...